The Armour Men's Health Hour is a show dedicated to providing information on a variety of medical topics, some of which may include sensitive subject material about penises. All cases discussed have been done with the permission of the people involved and their penises. Welcome to the Armour Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello, and welcome to the Armour Men's Health Hour. This is Dr. Mystery here with Donna Lee. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We had a tremendously good time with our Father's Day show and received some great feedback that we're uh, really excited to follow up on today. Uh, We've had lots of interest from patients that are interested in seeing us for a variety of conditions, uh, especially infertility and patients interested in prostate cancer treatment with high-intensity focused ultrasound. But we've also had a number of patients that wanted to come see us for kidney stones and enlarged prostate and a lot of the different topics that we've talked about here in the last several weeks. We're uh, very excited about seeing you in the office if you have a urologic concern, uh, whether it be a concern about erectile dysfunction, low testosterone and fatigue, uh, any number of topics. And even if you've seen another urologist in the past and want some uh, second opinion information, I am uh, very happy to provide that. We have uh, appointments available uh, fairly quickly. We have a number of providers, and uh, you can contact us at armormenshealth at gmail.com, or you can go to our website at armormenshealth.com, or call us at 512-238-0762. We're uh, excited about seeing you, and we have a wonderful staff that um, uh, will accommodate all of your requests. So, uh, Donna, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, Well, I wanted to also remind um, our listeners where we're located. We have four locations. Uh, Our main location is in Round Rock on Hester's Crossing. We have one in North Austin, just south of Lakeland Mall. We have a south location um, on South Congress, and we also have a Dripping Springs location. So I always like to brag that we have about 30 lovely humans who work for us. We work very hard to make sure the patients are happy and to get you in as quickly as possible. Um, Last week, we got a number of really interesting questions from our patients. And before all that, though, I wanted to start by asking Dr. Mystery. I know he started here about 12 years ago. I wasn't with him at that time, but I've heard all the great stories. But Dr. Mystery, why don't you tell us how you chose urology as your profession? Well, uh, absolutely. Urology is an amazing profession for a budding uh, medical student. When you start medical school, you actually are given very little advice or guidance on what profession to pick. So you pick one often based on what kind of people you're hanging around with. So you'll notice that neurologists and cardiothoracic surgeons and internists, a lot of them have very similar personalities. (laughs) And I think the same is true of urologists. I don't think there's a joke about genitals that a urologist hasn't heard or at least (laughs) told on several occasions. You'll find that most urologists are highly educated, very good technically, and have a good sense of humor. The very first time I walked into a urology meeting, we had our chair, his name was Timothy Boone there at Baylor, and he was giving a talk on how to perform a procedure in the bladder on patients that had had a penile prosthesis. And he talked about how it would be really important sometimes to use an extra long cystoscope to access the bladder through the penis. <laughs> and then he called it his own, his, his own version because his, his member was so long. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny and so daring and uh, just uh, so lighthearted because he could be so smart and so funny and uh, uh, at the same time. I think you'll find so many urologists are exactly the same way. Uh, There's a a lot of talk about physician burnout and uh, physicians being tired of what they do. And a lot of times patients will tell me that their doctors seem really tired. But uh, every single day I get more and more excited about what I do for a living. I love taking care of patients. I love being able to 
service patients here in the area and the variety of different conditions we get to take care of are just absolutely amazing. Wonderful. Well, I have to admit that I kind of hide out in the back office, um, but Dr. Mystery obviously is very clinically involved. I'd love to hear more from you about some interesting cases we had this week. I wish I was more upfront to hear them, but I'd love for the listeners to learn more about what we do that's kind of out of the ordinary. What do you think happened this week that we can talk about with the patients or with the listeners? Well, we talked with uh, several patients and got their permission to talk about their cases. This week was uh, no different than any other week. We saw close to 400 patients between uh, all of the providers in the office. I saw patients with conditions ranging from uh, infertility and enlarged prostate to kidney stones and a variety of different kinds of sexual dysfunction. I think the the highlight of the week, however, was the couple. She was uh, 65, he was 73, and when I asked him how often they were having sex, she said every other day, and uh, he was surprised to hear that. (laughs) I I think they were... I think he was wondering, <laughs> well, wondering with whom. <laughs> but sometimes uh, it really uh, hits on a point here in the office where uh, sometimes people fake or lie about uh, how sexually competent they are or sexually active they are, I guess because they're trying to impress me for some reason when really all I'm trying to get is the information. And so I would encourage you that if, if you've been to a urologist or have a urologic concern but think that maybe you over blue or under uh, underemphasized how significant your erectile dysfunction was or how significant your your urinary symptoms were we've heard it all so there's absolutely no reason to not give it to us um, exactly as you'd like to hear uh, just recently we saw a patient uh, very young uh, 30 years old uh, was born with uh, an undescended left testicle and came in because he's been trying to conceive for the last several years without success, finally did a semen analysis, which was found to have no sperm in it. And uh, having that kind of condition is called azospermia. That condition is, we would consider, kind of the most significant cause of infertility. And throughout the course of his workup, it actually came out that he was born without the vas deferens, one of the important tubes that transport sperm from the testicle to the prostate to be able to ejaculate. But in finding that condition and really evaluating it, we were able to find a way, and we will find a way forward, to be able to extract that sperm and be able to uh, help that couple have a family. And that's very fulfilling for us. Interesting. I, um, that kind of takes me to one of the patient questions we had that was kind of similar. That One of the listeners said, I've had no trauma or abuse in my past, but I'm 26 years old and cannot get an erection. Is that normal? Absolutely not normal. So uh, we see a number of younger patients with erectile issues. Um, Before I answer that question, I'll tell you about a a case that I had earlier of an even younger patient, an 18-year-old, who told me that he was not ejaculating properly, and we had to help him figure out that he was never ejaculated in the first place because if he's never experienced an orgasm, how would he know better? We use the, the benefit of a prosthetic vagina along with medications and uh, hormone evaluation to be able to help him achieve an orgasm and thus realize exactly what he was missing out on. But this patient with a 26-year-old with uh, inability to get an erection, oftentimes there will be an important and devastating psychological undertone to it, even in the absence of trauma. And so a multimodal or multidisciplinary treatment strategy is needed. We are really fortunate to have a Uh, pelvic floor physical therapist who can help with pelvic relaxation. We have 
providers of uh, sex therapy that are in the office. We have, we have providers that are usually in training, but sometimes uh, associated with different centers around town, almost always present in our office throughout the year. And then, of course, physicians that can deal with the physiologic issues that lead to erectile dysfunction. When it comes to erectile dysfunction, there are several components of the body that have to be working in tune. The first one is psychology. You have to want it. You have to not be afraid of getting an erection. You have to be wanting to couple and uh, find a sexual partner. Second, there's hormonal things, testosterone, estrogen, prolactin. If your hormonal system is out of whack, then getting an erection is going to be tougher. Third is neurologic. That comes down to sensation as well as the nerves that go to the blood vessels that have to engorge with blood and a number of conditions, whether it be spinal trauma, whether it be multiple sclerosis, a prior stroke, or even diabetes that can affect nerves, can cause nerve issues that lead to erectile dysfunction. You have to have blood vessels that are working. So blood vessels dilating with blood is the primary way that we treat erectile dysfunction with medications. But you have to have good health of those arteries. That's where we give L-arginine. That's where we check for endothelial function. That's where we put you on diet and nutrition activities that try to keep your blood vessels healthy. That's where we put you on statin drugs for elevated cholesterol. Because all of these steps help keep a good flowing uh, or, or a good blood flow and healthy vessels uh, to keep your erection. All of those different components need to be working in tune to be able to uh, have an erection. When it comes to younger patients, we specifically and often will look for any history of trauma. Trauma can cause erectile dysfunction uh, that needs to be uh, better evaluated, sometimes with tests like a penile Doppler study, which we do in the office, or sometimes even angiograms or blood vessel uh, imaging that has to be done deep in the pelvis so informative. It's like you've talked about this before, Dr. Mystery. Yes, I've done this before. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to take a little bit of a break and go to commercial. We'll be right back. Thank you. Please join us after this commercial break. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour. <laughs> 